Hey guys, Ben here from Comic Comedians. I just wanted to tell you guys about the best podcasting program there is called Anchor. Anchor is literally the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everybody. My name is Ben Schubert with Comic Comedians, and today I'm going to be talking about the Power Rangers Justice League crossover written by Tom Taylor and the art done by Stephen Byron. Now, I'm just going to go over the quick layman's terms of what this book is. I'm going to talk about the plot, and then after that, I will be answering some questions and talking about what I liked about the book most. So... Without further ado, let's just jump into this right now. Now, first, let me start off with the cover of the book. I have the hardcover version. I know the paperback version is also the same, and it's the cover of the first issue of the series. It's basically a slice through the middle, and it shows Superman and the Red Ranger next to each other, one half side being Justice League, the other half being Power Rangers, and it shows the respected Power Ranger next to the respected hero. Like I said, the Red Ranger and Superman were sitting right next to each other because they're both the leaders. Then we have the Blue Ranger and Batman sitting next to each other because they're both kind of like the brains of the operation we then have the pink ranger and wonder woman standing next to each other because they're both kind of the female warrior of both teams even though the power rangers have two females the green ranger and the flash because they're both very i would say cool and suave and they have a lot of one-liners i guess would make sense then we have trini and cyborg the yellow ranger and cyborg they're standing next to each other both both because they're both very techie i would say then we have the Black Ranger and Green Lantern standing next to each other because they're both very powerful warriors. So I would say that it kind of shows how similar these teams are and what could go on in the book. On the back, we have, you know, just a generic back. It tells us a little bit of what the plot will be. And it also shows us a Megazord fighting the Justice League. So we could see a Megazord battle fighting the Justice League in this book. So in order to find that out, let's just open up and find out. Our book opens up in Angel Grove, and it shows us how beautiful of a city this town really is. And then we turn the page, and we see that it has been destroyed. Now, that's a thing that I like about Tom Taylor, what the artist did, and Tom Taylor really working together. Because Tom Taylor opens up with a monologue saying, Angel Grove, home of the Power Rangers. And it shows a beautiful metropolis of a city, dusted, polished, and shiny. And then he says, or they did. And it shows a deep hellish place and it shows Zack on the ground blaming himself and Superman trying to lift his spirit saying that it's not his fault. 36 hours in advance we show all the rangers at the command station and Zordon tells the rangers that Alpha has gone missing. They then are all looking for Alpha and Zack seems to find him and brings him back to the command center. Zordon's then asking questions about Alpha, saying, was there any trouble finding him? Was he damaged like that when you found him? And stuff like that. Then Zordon realizes that's not Alpha and that it's a bomb. And then Alpha explodes inside the command center, and then Lord Zed is coming in with all of his putties. This causes Zack to stand up and say, it's morphin time, and morphs into the Black Ranger and grabs Lord Zed by the arm and teleports him away. After this incident, the other rangers arrive at the command center and find the putties still there, and so they start fighting the putties, and then Zordon 
says that Zack has been teleported far away. They asked how far away, and he said, that's the thing, he's not on our world. We now find Zack in a dark alley fighting putties on a main street. Then a car pulls up, and then a man, dressed as a bat, comes out of the car and tells him to put down his power axe. Zack looks at him and says, I know what you are, you're one of Zed's monsters! This man says, I don't even know what Zed is. This causes Zack to be filled with rage and says, I won't let you attack this city. Turns out that this man, dressed as a bat, is actually a trained fighter and takes Zack to the floor without even blinking. Then he calls for backup and a man says, wow, Batman's calling for backup? So we find out that this man is named Batman. We then see a red blur come right past him and then all the rangers have lost their weapons and they don't know where they went. On our next page, we then see that this man, the Red Blur, was the Flash and that he took all their weapons. Kimberly, the Pink Ranger, then responds by calling in her pterodactyl Megazord. Batman grapples onto the Megazord and flies away with her. In turn, makes the Flash call in the Watchtower, where we are introduced to Cyborg. He says that Batman's been taken by a flying pink dinosaur robot. The Flash then zooms off and all the rangers are saying, where'd he go? And Billy comes up with the idea to say, I don't think that he vanished, I think that he just ran really fast. Kimberly then contacts all of her friends and says, there's someone flying. And they said, flying in what? And she said, just flying. We then see on our next panel that Superman is standing next to Kimberly's window in the pterodactyl and asking her to politely land the pterodactyl. On our next page, we then see the Green Lantern has arrived and he contains all the rangers with his power ring. The rangers then bring in their megazords and break the power ring, shooting the Green Lantern across the floor. Cyborg then shows up and the Flash runs up the Red T-Rex megazord and pulls the Red Ranger out. And right before the Flash punches the Red Ranger in the face, Superman grabs him and tells him to stop. Kimberly then tells Jason that they are okay and that they are good guys. And Jason says, if you're wrong, and she said, I promise you I'm not. I've had a pretty intense conversation. And we see the Pink Ranger wrapped in the lasso of truth. After the dust had settled, the Power Rangers and the Justice League meet up and they ask each other questions like what are they doing here and why they are here. They asked why they can't go home and they said, we can't because Lord Zed is still stuck in their dimension. We now find Lord Zed trapped in space and being floated around, then he is sucked up by a green beam and then transported to a new ship. The ship has little minions on there and Lord Zed's trying to figure out where he's at. And then he sees that he's stuck in a dome and he meets Brainiac. Lord Zed and Brainiac then get into a conversation about how these stupid superheroes are taking over their plans and how they should work together in order to take over both of their Earths. Interested, Brainiac then agrees to the plan. We then jump back to the Justice League and the Power Rangers. While the Rangers in the League are both talking to each other and apologizing for beating the crap out of each other, Cyborg gets a message that there are monsters all over the world. Giant monsters. That's when we find out that Lord Zed was using Brainiac's civilizations and grew their alien monsters to destroy the Earth. Cyborg then sends out an international call to every League member in the world and saying that there is a big monsters attacking and that they all have to band together. He also mentioned that there's a group of teenagers fighting inside dinosaurs so that they are on their side. Cyborg then tells everybody that the Justice League tower has been hacked and now they cannot use their teleporters. So in order to get into Australia, one of my favorite lines in this book Zack looks at Batman and says, Okay, we have a monster to take down, and your teleporters are out. I'm your fastest way to Australia. If you want to join me, there's no time to argue. 
Batman, get in the Mastodon. We then have random cuts of all the League members fighting across the world to destroy these monsters and each having their own Megazord. Then we see the Brainiac droids jumping into the Megazords and we see that Brainiac is taking control of the Power Rangers Megazord. Wonder Woman then warns all the League members to pull out the Power Rangers out of their Megazords before Brainiac takes over them as well. Once the Rangers are then extracted from their Megazords, the green beam that took Lord Zed now took their Megazords. And once they were all gone, so were the monsters. Literally everything was gone. Brainiac, the Zords, the monsters, Zed, they were all gone. The Power Rangers and the Justice League then meet up back at the Watchtower. Cyborg then explains to the Justice League how Brainiac hacked into the Watchtower like there were no firewalls at all. Zed and Brainiac had gotten away, and this is where Zack starts to blame himself, and Superman, again, has told him it's not his fault. During all the commotion, they then start thinking of how they get back to their Earth. Billy Cranston, the Blue Ranger, then stands up and says, I don't suppose your Earth has a large Hadron Collider. The League and the Rangers then arrive in Switzerland, and as they're walking off the jet, they then start talking about how are we going to get into this multi-billion dollar place? Then Superman just walks in and says, Hi. Long story short, the scientists at the Hadron Collider are starstruck and just let them all in. Billy and Cyborg then work together to come up with a formula on how to travel between dimensions. They open up a portal by the Green Lantern's hand and they fly through. They then find a dome around the city of Angel Grove. Zack, the Black Ranger, then runs off the jet and sees his parents running up towards him. He runs to them. Through the glass, they have to say their goodbyes. Then a beam of light fires, and Angel Grove is gone. Which takes us to the beginning of our book, where Zack started blaming himself. And since Angel Grove was gone, so was the command center, which meant the Power Rangers' powers were gone. When everybody thought that they were powerless, Batman stood up and said, no they're not. Batman then opened up a closet filled with weapons from past heroes and villains for our rangers to use. Superman, Trini, Billy, Cyborg, and Batman are all in space trying to get onto Brainiac's ship. Superman then flies out and says, I will be a distraction, and lasers the ship. While Cyborg, Trini, Batman, and Billy are docking, they are fighting a bunch of Brainiac's droids. Cyborg's looking through Brainiac's computer and says, I found something. Trini says, what, Angel Grove? And he goes, no, your morphers and your power coins. Superman then flies in, grabs the power coins, and throws them to Trini, Billy, and Zack. They then all morph. But with Cyborg hacking into Brainiac's computer came with a cost. Cyborg was then infected with the Brainiac virus. And Billy had to make the hard decision but put his power lance through Cyborg's chest. Our next page then opens up at the NATO headquarters where they're talking about how Angel Grove has been ripped from our planet and they're starting to think that it was another country that did it. We then hear a voice from the front door that says they weren't and we see Wonder Woman standing. Wonder Woman then states that she means nobody no harm and that the Power Rangers are here and that it was from their earth. While this was going on, the Flash was running around the Earth looking for Lord Zed. They asked if he found him, and he said, This is my 11th time around the Earth, and I haven't found him yet. And then he goes, Wait, yeah, I found him. And there he was, Lord Zed standing with all of his putties. We then go back to Cyborg and Billy. Cyborg now has a hole in his chest from Billy's power lance. Batman says, Hold him down, and he reboots Cyborg. Superman then asks, Does he know that you can do that? And Batman says, No. The Rangers and the League members then find Brainiac's quarters where he keeps his collections of cities. They see Angel Grove, and then we cut over to Brainiac and Alpha 5. Alpha 5 is lecturing Brainiac on what he is doing is wrong and that he should stop and that he's being selfish. Superman then breaks into Brainiac's quarters and Brainiac holds Superman up 
by his neck because he's holding a piece of kryptonite. Then a sword is shoved through Brainiac's body, and then they all go back to Earth. When they land back on Earth, they give the other rangers back their power coins, and they morph into action. Zed then has his bomb that makes his monsters grow. He throws it, and Flash catches it before it hits the ground. Alpha 5 then grabs that bomb and throws it on the ground and makes himself large. While Alpha 5 is super big, he's destroying Lord Zed's Leviathan monster. During this, Cyborg attaches Brainiac's old severed arm to his body, making Cyborg yet again a Brainiac. Although Brainiac thinks he has the upper hand, turns out that Billy and Cyborg uploaded a Trojan horse into Cyborg's system and deleted Brainiac. Now that Brainiac has been deleted, their Megazords were free and the Rangers were able to use them again. This caused Zed to throw down one of his bombs and made himself big. Lord Zed and the Megazord are now having a fight, and Lord Zed has the command center wrapped around his neck in a tiny casing. They cut it off and destroy Lord Zed and use Brainiac's ship to bring back Angel Grove. Our last and final issue starts off in Journey's Juice Bar. Bulk and Skull walk in and start giving the Rangers some crap. Bruce Wayne, aka Batman, then walks up to them and just gives them a grin that makes them walk away. They all order smoothies and Bruce Wayne says that he can pay for it, then pulls out a $100 bill with Lex Luthor face on it. Zack says no, you can't pay for that because he was never our president. Later at the command center, Zordon thanks the Justice League for all of their help and Billy gives Cyborg a communicator saying, if we ever need any help, just give us a call. And the cliffhanger of our story ends with Alpha 5 saying, Oh, I, 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 I'm a Brainiac! And that is the end to our Power Rangers Justice League story. Now, this is probably one of my favorite Power Rangers stories by far. And it's probably because Tom Taylor is probably one of my favorite writers in the history of writing, but you know... I'm not going to lie, the art was on point, the jokes were there, and I loved every bit of it. Now, I would totally recommend going to get this and reading this, because I just gave you guys just the layman's terms. I didn't read, I read rarely any of it. The way Tom Taylor writes, he kind of makes you excited to flip the page by leaving a little taste of what you're about to get on the first page. Making you be like, oh man, what's on the next page? And makes you flip it. I think my favorite duo was either Batman and Zack or Billy and Cyborg. Those were probably my two favorite team-ups. And honestly, it's probably because Billy is one of my favorite characters. And I'm glad that Tom Taylor gave Billy like a little story arc in this story. Because what he did was actually really hard. He actually gave character development to almost every character in this book. And there were over 12. And at the end of the book, he left us on a cliffhanger. But I don't think we're ever going to be getting a part two anytime soon. And if we are, can we have it, please? I would, I would very much enjoy having that. I would love to see the Justice League team up with the Power Rangers once again. Because honestly, I would love to see a fight between Batman and Goldar. That would be so sick. You know, the Flash would call him Brass Monkey, and Zack would call him a Beastie Boy. Well, anyway, I don't have much more to say. I hope you guys enjoyed this. And if you guys like these read reviews, let me know on my Instagram. It's at Comic Comedy Podcast on, at, at Comic Comedy Podcast on Instagram. You guys can also follow me on TikTok at Shubidubert. I'm also on Twitter at Shubidubert. And I'm working on making a Snapchat. So, yeah, guys, hit me up. I'm so excited to do more of these. 
and I cannot wait for next week's video. I will try to do something that's not Power Rangers because I've been doing a lot of Power Ranger stuff lately, and I'm trying, I'm trying to move it uh, because, you know, this is a comic podcast. So, all right, guys. We'll see you guys later. May the power protect you. May the force be with you and all that jazz. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Later.